and welcome to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. Over time, I've come to embrace the idea that food is life. Beyond basic survival, sharing meals with family and friends is cherished by all cultures as a time-honored way to celebrate, mark important parts of our lives, or simply reflect and relax around a dinner table. My guest today is Kara Pectus, the founder and CEO of Food, Flower, Future. Kara's company creates exquisite private culinary events centered around cannabis, using both CBD and THC infusions throughout the evening. I firmly believe that cannabis-infused experiences, created and hosted by caring professionals, are an excellent way to learn about cannabis for novices and connoisseurs alike. I recently attended one of Kara's dinners, and I wanted to talk more about her events, vision, and journey. Tell me about how Food Flower Future came into existence. Hmm, it's a long story, sort of. Um, well, we only have a half an hour. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so in 2017, uh, I started working for a company called Bloomfield. They are a uh, sun-grown cannabis company, a boutique farm up in Grass Valley. And I decided to take on their events. So from booking events to having our own events, we really wanted to incorporate the flower and keep the brand alive and try and make sure that we are relevant in the market. So I decided to have a cannabis-infused dinner, and that's kind of where it began. How many people were at your first event? There were 18. My, so you didn't start small, Kara. That's true. Yeah, either go big or go home, right? (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with that. And were they (laughs) well-fed? They were, of course. So do you consider your events to be educational, social, entertainment, or all three? So it's definitely all three. My focus for Food Flower Future is to support other cannabis companies that are smaller in nature, that are women-run and owned. It's really important for me as a woman in the space to support other women that are doing really amazing things. Uh, We don't have a lot of money to do this. We don't have investors. We're not big companies. We're really putting our heart and soul into everything that we do. It's really important for us to educate as well. So a lot of the events that I've gone to are just really lacking in education. You don't know what you're consuming. You don't know where it's from. A lot of companies don't want to share their testing results. Everyone slaps on the word organic. That's not true. We know it. And when you go into dispensaries, a lot of people have their own agendas for what they want to sell you. And they don't know the company, they don't have a history, they don't know the person. So it's really bringing this intimate group, at least for the cannabis-infused dinners of 30 people, that's the max that we do, and we want to keep it small yet large. So usually everyone gets a chance to talk to everyone at some point in the evening. And it's also interesting because they get to say, oh, how do you know Kara? And, And how did you get to find out about Food Flower Future events? So I think that it's important that we feature brands that really have a pulse and they're doing something for their own community. And a really good example is Lindsay Jones of Aloha Humboldt. She's been so instrumental in this last dinner and so helpful. And, you know, not only had two people come to the dinner and bought tickets for them as well as sponsored us and gave us a whole bunch of product. She was able to also gift for the gift bags and everything, but she really is someone that I want to support and I'll have a lifelong connection with her. And that's a part of the process, I think, for everyone that we're getting real hand stories of people when where they've come from, what they're doing, 
and how they got there. And that's what's really lacking unless you know someone coming from a cannabis company or you have a friend that you've experienced through them what they're doing. It's a lot of work to have a cannabis company. And I don't mean that necessarily, uh, even though there are so many, some are not that successful, but you're working with what you have, right? So as much as I can support them, that's what it's about. It's not about the money. It's about the community aspect of it. So I'm really focused for supporting women and women-run companies and our community. And that's, that's a really big part of it. So education is huge for me. And I think that's really the highlight of the evening when we see everyone stand up from every flower company that's there or other companies that are a part of our sponsors to, to get up and, and talk. And usually I would say about half the time it's the owner or someone close to that of that company. So it's not a huge, huge company with just whoever they sent out to talk about, you know, their, their marketing strategy or the one, two, three points that they have. It's, it's much more meaningful than that. So it's, it's also entertainment too. We had a DJ, which was kind of fun this time. <laughs> Everyone was, you know, getting up and dancing and, um, that was good. We're going to try and incorporate some artwork next time. So some local artists, not just cannabis space, but, but anything, and yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a nice way to network as well. So you're getting to know the people in your community that you might not otherwise get to, to meet or experience and who knows what you might have in common with them or start to follow there. You know, everyone, I see everyone walking by like, oh, this is my Instagram and oh, I'm following you already or oh, how did I know you? So we're really not that far apart from each other and we're all connected. So I'm trying to really bridge that gap. The dinner that I attended it was incredible, and I really did relish each <laughs> bite. Um, I'm going to read the menu yeah. uh, for our listeners. Okay. And for the record, yeah. I did not spill anything okay. on my jacket, <laughs> shirt, or my pants. Oh, good. I was very proud of that. Oh, Thank good, you. good, good. All right. So um, I, I have the menu in my hand, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we started things off with a welcome mocktail, mm-hmm. which was a blood orange spring shandy with, how do you pronounce that? Basea? By C. By C. It's Happy a, CBD. Yeah, it's a company up north. They have the most exquisite chocolates, and now they're making tinctures as well. It's amazing. You should check them out. Well, it was really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so we, we that's how the evening started off. And then the first course of our five-course meal mm-hmm. um, was, was first bite, which was a red curry short rib dumpling or a shiitake plus cabbage plus sweet potato dumpling. And when I bit into the... Um, I had the red curry short rib dumpling. Mm-hmm. It was exquisite. Oh, it just set the tone for the evening for me. And it was uh, each tiny bites. My wife would have been very proud of me. <laughs> tiny bites eating slowly. It was uh, a beautiful little spoon, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was exactly. It was, it was in the presentation was so great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then the, the next course was the fish course, which was a tuna tartare on crispy rice or the secret vegan tuna tartare. Mm-hmm. And I had the regular crispy rice and, and yeah. loved it very much. Um, and also I wanted to be sensitive. For, I didn't know how many vegan people were there. And I always want to make sure that there's enough to go around, right? Yeah. And I that's why we do have those options too. So we had some on our list that were either vegetarian or vegan, and we want to make sure that we're able to accommodate them so that they don't have to feel like, oh, we're coming to a dinner and we're just going to have to get served whatever is on the menu. We really want to tailor it, which of course, you know, it's all in the details. Exactly. And you want your guests, every guest, each and every guest to feel fulfilled. Absolutely. Okay. So after the fish came the ramen, um, which I completely enjoyed. I mean, I loved each course, um, but the ramen 
dish was just so amazing. And I want to ask you a specific question about that. But that was with vegan sunflower plus uh, cashew ramen uh, with organic noodles, shiitake bacon, Mm -hmm. and seasonal veggies. And if I recall, that was... Uh, like a neutral dish to kind of see how people were throughout the evening. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Right. But did I get that right with that dish? So the ramen was actually infused. So the okay. the meal that so was not... So apparently I didn't. <laughs> well, you ate it anyway. <laughs> oh, you were I fine, did. So. Each bite. <laughs> yeah. So the next, um, the next course that was family style was actually not infused. So those are a little bit harder to do because... You know, we're, it was lettuce wraps, which I know you're going yes. to introduce next. Yep. So we have everyone kind of make their own, which is a fun way of sharing food and talking to your neighbor and eating. And that's really hard to dose when you're sharing that kind of plate of food. You don't want one to get more oh, or someone to gotcha. get less. So that's how that works. I was going to, because we're going to talk about dosing in a little bit, but I was curious about that because there was no control with that dish. Mm, exactly like correct. you said. And that, and yes, the less, I love lettuce wraps, but yeah, I sampled all three versions after, again, after everyone in my area had had some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried all three because I wanted to. Exactly. And so that's why we know if people are going to try all three, it's best just to not infuse that one as a shared meal. Oh my God, that's so smart. Um, and then the, the dessert, the sweet, was a matcha white chocolate pudding. Yes. And I know that everyone, when it came out, they said, wait, where's the, the matcha, the green matcha? Well, that was underneath because there was a berry compote on top. So it was a definitely a different type of dessert, and I think that those are kind of fun to do and uh, had a really great texture and a nice light taste. So yeah. And it totally complemented each other on the palate. Mm-hmm. I just, it, the combination was so great. Yeah. Emily Anderson of Plant-Based Collective was the chef. What is the process for planning the menu? Is it a collaborative thing or do you each stay in your own lane where you're the producer and she's the chef, it's my kitchen? But walk me through that process of planning the meal. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really a collaborative effort. We both really like to be creative with what we want to serve. So it's fortunate that we both have a very similar palette. And I think that we like to get creative with things. I personally love to cook. So that's a passion of mine. So when I know I love something like we had Mediterranean as a theme last time, that was something that I love making moussaka myself. So it was like, no brainer, we can do this. Um, This time we thought Asian theme would be great to kind of mix it up a little bit. So every dinner is going to be different. And we kind of just talk about it as we go. So it really depends on the sponsors that we get. Of course, we want to incorporate their products into our food as well. So that can kind of change things a little bit. But once we have a theme, there's so many things under that theme that we can actually make, whether it's Italian or Mexican food, whatever it happens to be in our own style. So also with the foods that we're making, really want to make sure that it's healthy and clean was a big part of it. And also that we give vegetarian and vegan options as well. So all of our guests are able to, you know, kind of customize their meal to a certain extent saying, you know, this is the meal. However, we're going to have some meat on here. Are there any vegetarians or vegans? And I, and I get a list from everyone beforehand. So we're not scrambling at the last minute. We know exactly how much we need to prepare for so that every one of our guests are are fully enjoying the meal regardless of their food preference. Um, we really try not to use any gluten or dairy if we can. It's just a more sensitive thing that people are uh, avoiding, you know, and I think that that's a way to really, uh, there's so many varieties. I mean, we're doing an all vegan brunch in June. So this is a way for us just to kind of make sure that everyone is on the same page. It's infused. 
that's why we're having this podcast yeah. episode. <laughs> How do you and Emily figure out the infusion ratio? Mm-hmm. Can you talk to can you walk me through sure. how that happens? Because yeah. we talked a little bit about this before, but one of the fears, at least for me personally, was how much THC am I going to consume? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a complete lightweight when it comes to edibles, right? Like my my range is totally five five milligrams. I'm feeling nice and comfy. Ten milligrams, I'm feeling the effects pretty in a pretty strong way. Not over the top, but I kind of know my limit. Right. But I think that's a concern for people that may have not have experienced this before. So how what is the process for the infusion ratios? Yeah. So I'll start with the mocktail first because the mocktail, we always put CBD in and we've used different companies before. So this time it was by C. Uh, last time we used a different company. So it always depends based on our sponsors, right? So that's how we're able to do these dinners was with a great help from all of our wonderful sponsors as well. So we try and incorporate those sponsors' products with the food as much as we can. Besides the pairing of the pre-roll and the, and the flour, it's also in the food. Um, another company, High Style, has a non-alcoholic brew that we were able to use and marinate the dumpling that you love so much. So we're trying to incorporate each of the companies as much as we can to feature them in the foods that we're making. And that's what also makes it kind of interesting, too, because every dinner is going to be different. The food is never going to be the same. Last time we did Mediterranean themed, you know, food. So it'll always be different. And then we get more creative with how the sponsors come come about. So, so do you rely on them for them to tell you how much THC is in a particular product? It usually says on the bottle, you know, and if okay. we have any confusion, of course, we contact them. What we've been doing for the actual infused food is using proof extracts. So What's that? Proof Extracts is a tincture company. So they have a couple of different tinctures that are infused. Uh, They do a 20 to 1 CBD to THC and a 1 to 1 CBD to THC. So we are using the 1 to 1 ratio for our food. And so for those four courses that we infused, not the actual shared plates, but the four, we actually are able to infuse the food by using the dropper and the oil when we plate each individual meal. And that's how we're able to control how much is on each plate. And that takes a little bit more time, but it's much more detailed. The food presentation is great too. Now, is that company, is it, is it the source of the, the tincture? Is it their product or are they working with your sponsors to turn, use the sponsors products? You know, they were a sponsor for our first dinner Okay, and we love their product so much. We've just continued using them. So we're really happy with them. Emily loves the way uh, that it infuses the food. It tastes really, I mean, the food is exactly the way it should be. I didn't notice any cannabis flavor. That's that's what I always think. I think that it should always kind of be complimentary. It shouldn't be noticed. And I think that there's a lot of brands or products out there that just smell. It's an overwhelming smell of cannabis. You're not sure if you want to eat it. And I think that that's... Coming back to your question or your comment about edibles, you know, people are always saying, oh, you know, edibles, it's too much for me. But I think that with the dinners, what we're trying to let people explore and discover on their own is that infused foods with only 2.5 milligrams per course is not going to be overwhelming like you would have in a bulk edible, say a cookie or a chocolate. 
And right, also, which could be like 500 milligrams, right? You don't in know totality. sometimes. Exactly. Right. And I think that it also depends on the person, right? What is their tolerance level? What have they had to eat during the day before they got there? What is their metabolism like? Just because you're a larger or taller person or a man doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to be a little bit uh, easier, you know, better for yourself or, you know, able to handle it as much as someone like me or it, all those things are really individual. So we try and do a low dose 2.5 milligram for the four courses that we're not overwhelming people with that, you know, feeling of, I got to go. It's too much for me. I don't feel good you know, all of those things. And we luckily have not had that, but that's why we also balance the meals with CBD and the mocktail, right? You're getting that in the very beginning to help you calm any anxiety that you might have to relax, to get more social. And in the same way, um, with introducing some flour as well. So we had two pre-roll companies that were sponsors for the evening that had CBD flour. So Sea Phoenix was one of them and Hum Farms was the other. So we're balancing everything out within the meal. How did those sponsors come to be and how did you decide which pre-roll went with that particular course? It's always a tricky part, I think, because we never know who the sponsors are going to be. So it always changes. And that also changes with the foods that we make. So I think that we have a theme usually for the dinner. You know, after everything's said and done, we kind of start up again and think, what are we going to do next? Like, what is our next um, idea or theme that we want to do? Or what did people really like? Or how can we make this really creative? So we kind of have a a base idea of what we want food-wise. And then as the sponsors come through, we kind of think, oh, that's a great strain that they carry. Perhaps they can donate or, you know, gift us that for our meal. So a great example was the um, Aloha Humboldt. It's a company that I just absolutely love. And they had a new strain that they were debuting called Golden Lemon. That was perfect with the citrus notes for the tuna tartar. So we're working with that combination and kind of, you know, very specifically choosing based on what is offered and what we can actually make. And how involved are the sponsors? Do they come to you with suggestions? Hey, this might pair well with this. This might pair well with that. Or is it strictly on you and Emily to decide that? It's actually been, I've been so grateful for the sponsors that we've had because it's been both, Uh, especially with Lindsay Jones of Aloha Humboldt. She said, oh my gosh, I have this really great strain. If you can just wait, I'll send it to you, you know, a week before, if that's okay. I want it to be super fresh. And it was just really awesome for her to say, you know, to give that feedback. And maybe we might have planned to pair a strain that she thought she was going to give us with a different, you know, course or food with a different flavor. So that was really interesting and helped out. Um, we, we really like to change things up every time. So we're always open to suggestions from sponsors. We always want their input. This is their brand. This is their company and this is their product. We want to represent them in the best way that we can to our guests, whether they're in the industry, kind of curious, a friend dragged them there and then they (laughs) loved it, you know, who knows, but it's, it's kind of like, it goes, you know, all over kind of, it's, it's not just for one person. I think that's why it works. So I coined the the term, and yes, I'm taking credit for it, mm. um, glass okay. when it comes to edibles. Go low and start slow. Yes. And whenever I've written an article about hosting an edible or having edibles at a party, whatever that may be, sure. 
in that article, I've always put in some advice that you as the host or hostess have a responsibility to monitor your, your guests to make sure everything is okay and to inform them about what they are consuming in amounts. And, Absolutely. Um, from a purely objective uh, viewpoint, I thought you did an amazing job with that as the hostess. You were very attentive. You were making sure everyone was cool and where they're at. But tell me about the process from your point of view. What are you looking for and how do you go about making sure someone doesn't get in over their head, so to speak? Absolutely. I, I, you know, actually, before the actual event starts, I pretty much have a conversation with everyone that's on my guest list. So I'm getting their first and last name, their email and their food preferences, right? Because we have some vegetarians and vegans. And so those are important conversations for me to have. And oftentimes there's a little bit of a conversation that goes back and forth through an email chain saying, Hey, you know what? I'm really new to this. My friend's bringing me or, Hey, I'm bringing my friend. I'm not sure how they're going to be. And we just kind of work it out, I think, throughout the dinner. So, you know, we meet, everyone gathers and mingles. I have that person in my mind. I also have a note, you know, for their food preferences as a list that I give to Emily to make sure that, hey, this person is specifically vegan or, or you know, they're, they're kind of new to this, whatever. We want to make sure that their experience is just as catered as I can be. Um, and then also walking throughout the dinner, I'm able to have a little bit of a conversation with everyone and check in like, hey, how are you feeling? And usually the response is, I'm great. You know, I, I love the food. I'm feeling good. But I always, like you said, come around to people and say, hey, or how are you feeling? Do you want to continue with the infusions or are you good? And some people say, you know what? I think I'm good right now. And I absolutely respect that because I want everyone to have a good time, but I want them to be safe. I don't want them to have a negative experience because that's what I'm trying to change with these dinners and events that I'm doing. I don't want to hear anyone saying, Oh, I was so high. I'm never going to go to an event like that again. That's what I'm really trying to change. And I, I, it seems to be working and everyone's having a great time. And I think that education part of it, uh, when we have the sponsors stand up from their seats and talk about their brand, people are able to ask more questions and get more knowledge and education to make them feel safer and know that their decision is the right decision to continue or to stop. And I think that's a really important part of it is that these guests get an up and close personal, um, I wouldn't say relationship, but they get up close and personal with these sponsors and they're able to get more information than they normally would just from me. You know, I used to be a brand ambassador. I understand how you know the market works and how to present yourself well and to answer all the questions, but I can't be an expert at everyone's brand. And everyone has such a beautiful story, how they came to cannabis or how cannabis is in their lives or why they use it or consume it and what ways that they do. I think that those stories are so meaningful. And when you sit down next to someone who you don't know and you talk about that to someone that changes everything. I had a, a girlfriend of mine who was there last time and said, oh my gosh, this girl and I are like best friends because we have like the same things that we like and do. And, and maybe they're going to hang out, you know, maybe it's your next business partner that you meet at your dinner, who knows? So the possibilities are endless, endless. It's not just the dinner and the food and the flower, but, but all things. And yeah, those relationships afterwards. And during the, the over the course of time, over the meal itself, those people are sitting next to you. I mean, a couple of the brand ambassadors were sitting right next to me. That's so right. I had an opportunity throughout the evening to ask questions as things came up. And um, for me personally, I felt it was a very safe environment. It was very relaxed. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, do guests 
have a responsibility to know their limit? They should. And I really do uh, emphasize that in the emails that I send when I confirm all of my guests saying, you know, please dress your best, you know, look, look appropriate. We want to show up for the cannabis community as such. And we also want to make sure that that they're safe. So we highly suggest Uber or Lyft. Please don't drive even if you think you know your limits because it should be taken just as seriously as alcohol. Uh, we have the opportunity to use services like Uber and Lyft, so why not use them? It's another $10, $15, $20 that can keep you safe and your partner or your guest or whoever you're going with. And I think that that's really important that we take that seriously. So we really make sure. And I'm I'm so surprised and so happy when everyone's like, oh yeah, I totally Ubered here because I want them to enjoy themselves, not to have to feel like, oh, I don't know, maybe if I get a little too high, I can't drive. That's kind of taking yourself out of the element and you really need to be in your own place. And I think that I don't want someone to be like super high and then, you know, not remember things or feel bad when they're going home. I want them to relax. And I think that they take enough time after the dinner's over, everyone is able to chat. And it seems like nobody really wants to leave. Everyone's excited about the gift bag and they want to, you know, talk about what they're getting. And, you know, it's um, it's nice because everyone wants to kind of hang out. And I'm, I get to talk to people, but not that much. So the end of the evening is when everyone can come up to me or I can go to them. And, you know, I get to say a little, a little piece, a little bit more. And you're exactly right about the Uber or rideshare or Lyft, you know, however you get there, taxi, whatever it is, mm-hmm. or designated driver. Uh, because I didn't want to have to worry about it. Exactly. Right? I did not want, because it would impact how I chose or the decisions that I would make during the meal. I didn't want that to be a factor. And so I, you know, I, I live, it was about 30, it's about 30 miles away from where the dinner was. And I, I lifted both ways and I was really glad I did that. Yeah. And it was just part of the experience. I didn't have to worry about it. And to, to anyone listening to this podcast, She's giving you really good advice. Don't <laughs> drive. Just go and enjoy yourself. Uh, but you don't want to be driving back. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I was a little nervous that I'd never been to an event like this, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, When I consume an edible, it, they affect me a little bit differently than a traditional vaping flower, which is what my routine is. So I have experience with edibles, but not a lot. So what should people understand that, or what? What should they know that they don't know? That's a good question. I think the one thing that we really need to have people understand is that they don't need to feel pressured to consume everything. Um, We do have a paired dinner, a five-course paired dinner, meaning that we're not only infusing the food with 2.5 milligrams for the four of five courses, but we're pairing flower strains with each one that match the food's aroma, the, the food's aroma and texture and flavor and smell. So that's given to everyone as sort of a gift, you know? You can either smell it or take one puff of it or not even smoke it and take it home with you. So that's a part of the dinner as well. So we encourage people to try it and see what it's like and, and, you know, understand that palate and to enjoy with others, but it's not necessary to do. Well, and that's exactly what I did. I, uh, again, I vape, I don't smoke. I'm a former asthmatic and it just, it, for me, smoking is, is not uh, the most enjoyable way to consume cannabis just because of my, my past medical history. Right. So I didn't consume um, the pairings during it. 
And it is okay for that. I mean, I didn't feel any pressure to do so. I would just Great. thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Yeah. Um, and, I, and for me, on the, on the flip side of that, I also just wanted to personally experience how I felt just from the infused food by right. the end of the night. And that's because you were talking about the edibles and how, how exactly. strong they usually I are I didn't want to mess that up. Right. I just wanted to see how I was going to feel at the end of the night knowing this was a pure infusion experience. So that was your own experiment to yourself, right? It was. It was. <laughs> absolutely. And at the end of the night, I felt so balanced and just was in just the best mood Great. and slept really well uh, that night. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've <laughs> actually gotten a lot of emails like, oh my gosh, Kara, what was that sauce on this, that, and the other thing? Or, oh, I had the best sleep ever. I needed that so much. So there's different things that people are getting out of it. Or, you know, someone told me, oh, I'm, I was able to talk to that guy about my business and now we're going to do an event together next, you know, next month. So there's a lot of different ways to t- kind of take a look at the events. And everyone, I always tell everyone, it's a choose-your-own-adventure type of evening because this is your Saturday night out. You better have a good time, and I want you to have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not only the food and the flower, but the higher conversations with each other. And then we had a DJ this time, so it was like music. I saw people a couple dancing. It It was great. So there's a lot of different things that are happening within the dinner environment that I'm able to bring everyone together to. So it really is kind of, um, you make it what you want it to be. I don't want to ever have anyone think that they have to do something or not. Uh, and, and I had some people that were both doing the pairing and the food and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's also another good point. I'm just bringing up that, um, we do not serve alcohol. I was going to ask you about that because the vibe was very relaxed mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you what was that decision making process to include or not include alcohol because the vibe was so relaxed and I know alcohol can change things. It can. That was my own personal decision just not to have alcohol. I think that for a true experience with an infused meal, I just don't want to mix the two. That's my own personal thought. I know a lot of people are doing that. I know there's cannabis-infused wine and different things. I think that's great. This is much like a wine-pairing dinner except with flour. So I think that you can do that, but if we're going to focus on food and flour, let's keep it simple. And we also offer a mocktail, which is still fun. Uh, it still is delicious. It oh, it was. It was great. great. You know, I had two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was CBD in it. So yes. that's also great. And I mean, yeah, it's always going to change with our sponsors. The mocktail was with High Style. So this time it'll be something else. So it makes it kind of a, a fun yet not overwhelming amount. Because when you go home, you don't want to think, hmm, was it the alcohol or the cannabis? I don't know now. So your experience has been kind of tainted in a way. You don't really know what you've, what you've, um, what your feeling is coming from. Exactly. How can people find you online? They can find me online by going to my website, www.foodflowerfuture.com. Any social? Yeah. Instagram at foodflowerfuture as well. We'll put that, um, both of those in the, in the show notes. Thank you for taking time. Yeah. Again, I... I completely enjoyed the experience. And just for the record, I did pay to go. (laughs) This was not a freebie. He did. (laughs) Because I wanted to experience it as a guest, not as a, this may sound stupid, but not as a member of the media, quote unquote. I wanted to experience as a guest. So when I do write about this or cover it in the future, I have some perspective. And again, I, I thought you did such an excellent job. And thank you so much for taking time to have this conversation about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. 
Thank you for listening to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. Please subscribe and help us grow. Check out our show notes for more information about this podcast, Got a Story Media, and our sponsor, Three Wells. You can find us at gotastory.com. That's G-O-T-T-A-S-T-O-R-Y dot com.